0: good morning and welcome to partner first where we give you subject matter experts vendors of note and thought leaders in the msp industry today is absolutely no different Uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock i'm sure you've heard the term ai it's probably part of your daily conversation at this point let's be honest Uh, i know it's part of mine i think i've talked about ai Three or 400 times this morning. Uh, so, you know, and who better to make use of AI than the MSPs, right? Uh, clients are asking about it. They're seeing it in the news. We're looking for ways to use it. Um, I see you already in the chat. Mark, thanks for the excitement. I'm excited with you, man. Uh, so what, what we're bringing is we're doing a partner first with some forerunners in AI for MSP, and I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, they put out a few, uh, a video, I want to say a few weeks ago, maybe a, a little over a month ago. Um, absolutely blew me away. Um, you know, use the use the automation for the mundane, and use the people for the meaningful touches, and and that's what I love to do. Uh, and this is no different. But first, before we get started, we have some housekeeping. Of course, uh, this is recorded. I know it's live streamed on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, not TikTok yet, but you know, maybe we'll get there too. Um, but the recording will be available immediately after uh, we do have some guests that are going to be coming and showing off products, stuff like that, but it's not a sales pitch. This is education. If you have questions, ask them in the chat, we will answer them in real time. Uh, don't wait for the end, but we'll make some time in the end as well. Um, so absolutely uh, let's have a conversation. I, I don't like death by PowerPoint with, uh, much further ado, uh, we're going to be inviting Mr. Uh, Bobby Jacobs of Thread and Mr. John Snyder. How are you doing, gentlemen?
1: Oh, hey guys. we got one.
0: <laughs> there we go. We
1: got two. How's it going, Ray? <laughs> Super excited to be here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Ray. Thanks for today. having us. No,
0: thanks for coming. on. I appreciate it, uh, especially jumping all those uh, technical challenges. Uh, I showed up late for my own webinar. You guys were having uh sharing problems so but we get through it you know we'll we'll get it done for the msps uh mr bobby jacobs head of growth over at thread uh tell us a little about yourself a little about your background
1: yeah um you know love being here love what you guys are doing just the better together through the whole community right like it's uh absolutely I, i love the msp channel um you know i studied entrepreneurship as an undergrad which really means you graduate with like no real skills (laughs) <laughs> and so i i came out and got into like selling it hardware because i had a mentor who kind of did that stuff and that introduced me to the msp space uh fast forward i was working at a startup accelerator and met the lion guard team which like love those guys plug oh, yeah. your lion guard if you're not using lion guard um but yeah i got to join joe and vin pretty early on on their journey um and have kind of been working directly with msps ever since so um, I'm not the most technical person in the room. Uh, you know, I think I've learned a, a decent bit about the MSP world and get to work with some awesome MSPs here in Houston, like Ergos, a great partner of Thread and LionGuard, And, um, yeah, so all that to say, like, I love this community. I, I truly believe that MSPs power the world and like, so important for security of small business and like i can go on and on until i like i'm almost in tears like i just love that i get to support that type of business um and so yeah what we're doing some stuff with thread that i think really helps accelerate how msps are able to help uh, businesses and all that to say excited to be here it's
0: it's a little bit like you know Anytime you can support the doctors and nurses that are supporting anybody else, that's that's kind of what you're doing with MSPs, right? Like yeah. you're helping them do the jobs that are making an impact. I think it was uh, – I don't remember if it was Sobel or Palachuk put, uh, made a comment on one of their podcasts, but it was something like IT people represent 5% of the global population, but they have an impact on like 95% of the world's commerce, um, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, not surprising to anybody in our field, but it's, yeah. it's still and, and it's, right?
1: it's more and more every day. I was listening to a podcast called Invest with the Best, not MSP technology focused at all, and they were talking about how there's more businesses formed ever than before in 2022, and there's more technology enabled businesses than ever before. Right. So it's like 95% becomes 97%, and the whole time that that percentage is growing, not the in number is growing too. Right.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure uh, and so you're not alone uh we have uh yeah. poor john is sitting there waiting for us <laughs> like uh sorry john this is a fun topic man so you know i want to yeah. want to make sure we're covering it um whatchamacallit uh so we have mr john snyder uh how you doing john
1: doing great doing great
0: yeah thank you ray i uh i'm on
1: uh i'm on day three here with thread so I'm uh, I'm brand new, but it is an exciting topic, which is which is why I'm here. I, uh... How does that go? Welcome to the team. Get on the webinar. Uh, we're talking to some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. John John's also been around. We got to work at Lion Guard together. John's got to help a lot of people when he was at Pax 8, So he's new to us, but he's not new to probably a lot of people on the call.
0: Yeah, I think John and I have crossed paths more than a few times before. So uh, definitely people in the community. It's, it's, it's all about that, right? Like you find good people and LionGuard obviously is a great company. Um, if we haven't done a partner first with them, I think we have one scheduled, but uh, they've been around forever. Uh, but yeah, awesome people. So besides being day three over a thread John, and uh, getting thrust into webinars, uh, wh- what are you doing there over a thread? So I'm uh I'm helping Bobby out here.
1: I'm going to be his right-hand man moving forward. He's uh nice. he's been so busy helping partners because it is such an exciting time to to be here at Thread with, uh helping people with efficiency. So uh he need another set of hands and we've uh we've worked great well together before, so we're uh, we're doing it again. So that's why he's uh trusting a new hire to hop on a on a <laughs> webinar with him.
0: i mean new hire but not newbie to the space so you know it's whatever hat you're wearing whatever logo you're wearing on your shirt it's still you're part of the community you're having conversations and stuff you've been doing for a while so um not too bad so but let's let's get into the minute into the meat of it it's AI, I love AI. I love AI. I love AI. It's ridiculous. Um, MSP Dispatch. I've actually trained uh, ChatGPT to write my scripts for <laughs> for the show. Um, that that's been an amazing process over the last uh, six weeks or so. Um, but you guys are doing cool things, and it's not a hundred percent. It's not only AI. Let's yeah. let's start with Thread first. Uh, what is Thread? You know, for those that don't know. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's you know you guys do partner first and stuff with everybody, but I think what's so cool about us being on this call together is we're a communication tool first and foremost, and you know so so is IT VoIP, and so you know what got me really excited about joining Thread when I was looking for my next thing was that we're helping improve how those end users interact with the MSP, like you know. VoIP is freaking awesome. There hasn't been a lot of innovation since that.
0: No, right. It's, like, it, it's hard, right? The, the differentiator. Yeah, you can talk, pick up the phone. So like the things that get me excited in VoIP are not like showing a BLF key or getting voicemail to email. Woo. Yeah, like, it, like it's, it's there's this things stuff that right? like
1: really matter that make life easier. But as far yeah. as like you know, CSAT and improving all those types of things and how people want to work, like um, you know, that's why I was really excited to join Thread and because that's what we do, we help. MSPs meet customers where they are, primarily inside Teams and Slack. Like I I like to make this analogy that if I'm thirsty, I'm gonna drink whatever's on my desk. If it's cold coffee, old lemonade, like I'm not gonna get up to go to the fridge to get something (laughs) fresh. That's why those cups are so great, right? It makes stuff last longer. Um, Even if I don't want to send an email or go to a portal or whatever, like those things are great. But for that average end user who has something broken, they typically would prefer to chat. And that, that's yep. what we're seeing today. Um, and the equi- the equivalent of a desk is Teams for a normal end user. Teams or Slack or wherever they're spending all their time. And so, um, yeah, that's what we do. We put apps right inside Teams or Slack and users can chat with the MSP. It's integrated. It all goes through the PSA. That's the, like, full stop. It opens tickets, so it works through the normal system. It's not necessarily live. So we've solved for a lot of these things that I think, like, MSPs have just said chat doesn't work because it hasn't worked because you have, well, to there, have there's those
0: there's challenges, things. right? Like that, that's the whole problem. It's don't get me wrong. I I'm a hundred percent with you be where they are. That's our social strategy. That's our marketing strategy. That's our community strategy. Uh, that's the background for MSP media network, right? It's a thousand voices. One community doesn't matter if you're on Reddit or Slack or discord or, you know, forums or whatever. And yeah. we see it on Reddit all the time. It, the comment comes up over and over again. How many of you are in the your client's Slack or your client's Teams or whatever yeah. they're using? And traditionally, I've been very much against it because while it is the most effective method of communication, it was also the poorest method of communication when it comes to getting yeah. the data you need to do the job, right? Yeah. That's the whole point for the agents.
1: Like your million-dollar-a-year customer messages you in Teams and you don't see it because... 20 yeah. other people did, right? And then you're not hitting your SLAs. Technically, your SLA was never engaged, but they don't care. Right. And it's like yeah. it just puts you down a bad path.
0: It does. It does. And it's 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 hard because you don't want to say no to them, but you don't want to give them detrimental service. And sometimes, you know, you can't just do what the client asks, right? Like you got to do the the right thing, right? You gotta act as the doctor. Um for stuff, but I, you know, and I want to bring up real quick. I I had to double check it in the chat because I didn't want to make the mistake, but, um, thread was chat genie previously. I was a user of Chat genie. Um, Awesome. Yeah. I used, uh, I mean, this is 2019, so when we were using Manage, uh, we left Slack to go to Teams. Um, I still miss Slack, but whatever. <laughs> but we left yeah. Slack to go to Teams. And the tool we were using to interface with our PSA didn't have a Teams integration. Um, and yeah. Chat Genie at the time was the only thing that you yeah. could use. And But it was very much that. It was from within Teams, I could respond to tickets, I could update statuses, I could do whatever. Yeah. And it was in my pane of glass. I didn't have to log into anything. right? Yeah. And so... I loved yeah. it and I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, and that's
1: where Chat Genie started was the MSP yeah. side of the house. Like this concept and Matt, who who's on here is one of the co-founders of Thread, of um, Chat Genie. Matt and Mark were out of very large MSP um, and they had all this conversation in Slack that was never getting onto the ticket. And so that was the first product was like, hey, we're just going to give you a way to talk in Slack and it lands on the ticket. Um, now we have the customer facing piece, which COVID, you know, really prompted that, that piece happening. And so... You know, we talk about death of the ticket a lot. My picture all over the internet is me as a pirate. Um, We think tickets are just like the worst. They're not a form of communication, but they're used to communicate. And so everything needs to be on a ticket, but they're gross. Like you shouldn't have to touch a ticket.
0: It's funny because like it is the most effective tool for the data management. Mm -hmm. It is the poorest experience for the user. Exactly. For all, I mean, not even just the user. For the user and the tax, right? Yeah. For anybody doing it, yep. um, there's a there's a question here that actually brings up a good point. Uh, it's from Prosource, it says we're actively looking for a chat solution that does not scrape user data or over intrusive while running on a web page. How does Thread handle that? Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a that's a hard one right out of the gate, man. Data sovereignty. The, sovereign of the team, meat man. of
1: it. I love. It. First off, happy to dig really deep into this after the call and show you all the specifics yeah, yeah. and bring on smarter people than me. Big picture that, that sounds like a whole other conversation. Big picture, we primarily don't run on web pages. You can put us on your website. It's not over intrusive. It's a pop up if you want it to be, and people authenticate and then they can open tickets from your site. Primarily, when we're inside of Teams or Slack. Uh, there's an app and there's a bot, which will show you. They can talk either way, um, but it it's not over-intrusive. I would say it's appropriately intrusive. Like when you're sending a message, they'll get a push notification and they'll see a chat pop up. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be more than that. Hey, hey Matt. Um, yeah, he said, thanks for running this, Ray. Ray GPT. I saw that in the chat. Too. <laughs> Love it. Which brings up, I never really hear your question about the AI side. We can transition back over there.
0: Yeah yeah no it's it's cool but like but but thread lives in the client's slack or teams right like this is not and that that's the cool thing they don't even have to go to your website to remember to log in they don't have to remember to go click on the agent they don't have to and we are going to show some demo stuff so for those of you that want to see the demo stuff we'll absolutely get to it yeah but that's the big deal be where they are if they don't have to remember like with us they pick up they dial 611 or press the help button on the phone they get us but even that is something to remember if they're already communicating with Becky or Bob or whoever, and they say, oh, I, I need something, the bot's right there. I mean, how cool is that? Um, yeah, absolutely. So and- i sorry, I didn't mean to derail yeah, you, but I, I just think it's so cool.
1: No, it's perfect. And you can transition back and forth too. Like you need phone, right? Like you need VoIP. You need the best VoIP solution you can get, which is IT VoIP. Um, oh. Yeah, there, there's a, some <laughs> other great ones out there. But if, um, you know, if you start on the phone, that ticket that you open is going to populate in their Teams environment in thread, so you can transition that conversation where that user is going. And because the PSA is the home base, it's all tied together.
0: Um, real quick, uh, Matt, uh, you can book time with Bobby to go over those exact details that it's in the chat. Um, so you know, feel free to do that. It's not we don't want to del- we don't want to like hand off the the question. It's just it's a very deep dive data sovereignty and all that is very deep dive conversation. Um, so we yeah, don't want
1: to Matt specifically our Matt just, uh, messaged me and he, uh, gave me a little guidance, which I just didn't think of, but yeah, we're not scraping for like usage and such. We just look at their email and teams or Slack. That's how we authenticate. So it's not scraping.
0: Um, yeah. And I, I have, uh, Matt in the chat telling me, uh, which we call it uh, Thread Mat. Uh, we inherit the auth and the team Slack and match to contact in the PSA. No scraping if on the web. They're prompted for email. So that I mean that seems reasonable, yeah, right? Which we call it. So all right. So keep going. Uh, sorry. Sorry. To yeah, do yeah. Really so we'll
1: we'll get the stuff. You know the AI side of it. I frankly didn't realize like how much AI Thread was already doing when I joined. Uh, I've been here about seven months or so, um, and. You know, seven months, like, people didn't really know what ChatGPT was, right? Like, our lives have been completely turned upside down since then. I, I, rem- So, we launched our first AI real feature in November, um, and it was automating time entries. It's freaking cool. We'll get into it. But we were at IT Nation when we first started really showing that feature, and people would come up to the booth and just kind of look at it and then, like, walk away. Like, there wasn't really a comprehension yeah. of like, what was happening.
0: Well, the problem with, like, AI ai is uh, actually a perfect example of this the problem with it is like it's like a blank canvas and some like oil paints yeah you know what could be done but sometimes yeah. it's like a blank psa right like you know what could be done but like what do totally. i do with it and so it's yeah. so ethereal that you're just like oh what a-, you know in what i mean
1: context like it's so important yeah. like you can write a blog you can write an email response you know like there's the basic stuff but beyond that it really needs to be used in context and that's like I think, just what was so funny about being at IT Nation and using ChatGPT, no one really got it, and then all of a sudden in January, February, people were more like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like I thought, yeah. I thought that's it how it was a <laughs> It was like it was just funny seeing like over three, three to four months, we've all seen like people's understanding of generator of AI just like explode, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's you know, and and it so it, that's the hard part for like. I would imagine for you guys and, and, and for vendors in general is like and and MSPs, like taking the possibilities and turning them into solutions to create a better impact for the affected parties. Like that's not an easy thing. That's yeah, it's literally yeah. jobs, was like that, that's a that's a pretty hard thing to do.
1: Yeah, and I mean there's tools like hoodoo has in beta they're writing documentation with chat GPT. I think that's perfect, right? That's a great example of oh, yeah. using it in context and like writing documentation sucks. So it's great. I think as much as you can be using it in a way where that aligns with how someone's already using that kind of tool, like that's where you're gonna see wins.
0: Yeah. So I have a quick question here. I see um, asking, uh, which I'm got how are you different from Inverosoft?
1: Yeah, so there's there's uh, customer portals out there, right? Like some PSAs have their own, there's Cloud Radial and Verisoft, Desk Director. We work very closely with Cloud Radial. Um, so we, we partner super well with them. Um, overall, I, th- I think the biggest thing with a customer portal is it's super robust, you can do all types of things and your site contacts are gonna love it. Like they're super excited to have all of this information. Going back to the water on the desk and like being thirsty, the end user doesn't really care about all these things you provide them, right? Like trainings and like forms and all this stuff. You need that. It's great. We're kind of different sides of the same coin. We go for that end user and get them engaged super easy, where those tools more give the site contact like everything they've ever hoped and dreamed of.
0: So, uh, and I'll, and I'll, do a shameless plug we're doing uh i think we're doing a webinar with goldie uh, we're doing a partner first on may 31st awesome. so that. <laughs> we'll great. be sure to, to to show the uh the thread uh, integration there uh, while we do it um i see another question uh, and this may be like a you know a matt later question um how are you handling data privacy issues um uh, this is Tim. He's in the U.S., but he's in the compliance space. So, uh,
1: yeah. So, if we're talking about it from an AI perspective, um, we so we work directly. We're a Microsoft startup, not meaning we're owned by Microsoft, but we're in in their programs. Uh, we work directly with OpenAI. Microsoft actually just uh, released a case study uh, around uh, what we're doing with OpenAI. So, all of that to say, because we work closely with them, we don't reprocess any data uh, that we're putting through our um, AI features. So that's the biggest thing when we're talking about data privacy is we're not reprocessing any of it. Um, If there's another direction that we want to go down that path, happy to dig into it. I think there's a link to my calendar. In the chat here too
0: cool yeah yeah it's uh it's, it's definitely in the calendar Uh, definitely in the chat so go book time with him. and uh and david i see your question we'll get to it i want to make sure we have enough time we're already half an hour in uh i want to make sure we have enough time for at least the stuff that you know bobby wants to show uh so let's do that first uh and then we'll get to your question shortly
1: yeah absolutely um so when we talk we talk about service collaboration a lot right we're integrated chat that's great but the bigger picture is service collaboration. And there's a a couple of reasons that we we have this bigger mission and vision. First off, if you go get a chat plugin, it's not going to work very well, right? Most people have probably tried that. And so, like, you really have to have this full platform experience to enable chat well. But bigger than that, when we think about communication and collaboration, going back to like tickets are the worst, to put the ticket back in its box where it exists. You really have to have three things. The first is integrated chat right where those customers live that integrates with the PSA. Integrated is a big term there. Now, on the back end, PSAs aren't real time solutions. So if you try to handle chat from a PSA, it's going to be like 10 or 15 minutes before you get a response, which doesn't go very well when you're trying to message somebody, right?
0: That's the genesis for every, uh, Tim's very impressed by your answer. I think Azure OpenAI is the only one right now that has any kind of DLP or data sovereignty considerations. So um, that, that's kind of a big deal. We were talking about that in different conversation in Discord. Um, but no, you're right. Like part of the problem is they put in a ticket then, you know, you don't talk to them for 15 minutes. They've walked away <laughs> and yeah. these become the endless list of waiting client responses because they're yeah. not at their desk or whatever happened. Um, getting them yeah. as close to when they submit is is a big deal.
1: Yeah, and that brings up a couple of pieces. Like it's it doesn't have to be live chat. Like a lot of MSPs are afraid of like, I don't have someone instantly available. We do some things to set the stage and we'll show you where people understand that it's not an instant response, but it's about being quick when you start engaging. So that's where it's like, instead of sending an email asking you if you can remote in and four hours later, someone replies, yes, and you've already go, gone home for the day. Now you're where they are. You start engaging. And so all that to say, we have our backend tool that we call inbox. It's kind of like if discord and a PSA had a baby. You can do things like at mention people, you can slash command to change status and priorities. We have all these shortcuts that we call beast mode. That's where the AI time entries come in. And so that's like a different leg of the stool that is service collaboration. So it's the integrated chat. It's that backend piece. And then the third one is actually what you talked about, Ray, that Chat Genie originally was where we're pushing adaptive cards into Teams or Slack for the MSP. So you can have that conversation and it logs, right?
0: Well, that that's such a big deal because like traditionally the chat stuff um, that we've had to work with it's, it was meant for one-to-one communication, which sucks if you're a larger team, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I hate the, we don't do a single tech per ticket kind of thing. It's all the information's there. Anybody that's available handles it based yeah. on dispatch priorities. But um, but that way, clients don't have to wait for Mike to be available or for Brenda to be available. You know, that's misery. Um, but, you know, so, but having that team-based approach that you can do it within a platform like Teams or whatever, but that everybody can act, can address it that's fantastic. That, that's a big deal. Um, and I, and I know you already went past this, but I'm going to harp on this again, 30% decrease in time to resolution. A lot of time we all have our SLAs. We all pitch our SLAs. We're all yeah. thinner, lighter, faster, whatever, you know, than the next MSP. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is clients are also a big challenge to SLAs client For availability. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some and clients don't get that. You go to the client and say, Hey, we couldn't handle this in two hours because you weren't available. Let me let me
1: know how that QBR goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. No, that's a huge deal. And this 30% is like there's a lot baked into that number because another thing you're able to do with chat tickets is multitask. So you can handle multiple tickets at the same time. So from that sense, like maybe you're not closing it faster, but overall you're doing a lot more, right? So maybe this technician is handling 20 tickets instead of 10 or 15 tickets and you're seeing that decrease in time to resolution. Like it's it's a big deal. And then, you know, at the same time, time to resolution is going down, customer satisfaction is going up. Um, so it's it's pretty powerful.
0: That's awesome. And I want to take the time here real quick to bring up David uh question. Can you provide support from teams to clients using both teams as well as Slack? For example, clients who don't use Microsoft with, with Thread.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have apps that sit right inside Slack and Teams on both sides of the house for the MSP and for the end user. So that end user can have our app in their Slack environment. The MSP can be in Teams. It's all going through the PSA, chatting back and forth. Um, yeah. If, and it's without federating as well. That's the big wow. Is like, it's not connecting teams, to teams. It's separate. So when they chat, it's not like, hey, I'm going to message Ray a thousand times. I'm gonna chat. A ticket opens, which like, I promise we'll show in a second. But it's uh, yeah. Show me a demo. Do we, do we just want to jump into it, right?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know they love demos, and I get it. It's just this is so interesting to me. But yeah, Tim's and out there's a right. piece let's of like demo.
1: Yeah, you kind of need to understand conceptually, like service collaboration, because you know that that's kind of where it goes. So
0: yeah, and. But like, you know, your point about ITNC, right? Like, or IT Nation Connect, like sometimes showing it without the context first, the conversation first, you lose the the meaning of it, right? You lose the understanding of what you're doing. Um, I'll give a perfect example. My Matt, uh, we have a lot of mats going on here. Uh, my Matt Fox, my creative director, uh, he's big into custom keyboards. And he was showing me all these keyboards and like all these custom things we're doing. And we're doing a boarding school at MSP GeekCon on the 21st, on the pre-day. We're going to build custom boards. But we're he showed me all this stuff and I didn't know how to appreciate it. My feedback to him was what am I looking at? Show me how to appreciate it. What are the difference in here besides the visual stuff? Why does this matter? Um, yeah, so that that's why we like to do these conversations probably. before showing, right? Like yeah. it, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. So, but now we can show it. So you've yeah. got a screen share here. My, my Mac was being weird. So Matt is, uh is working here. So you can see some teamwork as we go. Matt's reading my brain. I'm reading his, where the mouse is going. <laughs> but um yeah, so you'll see here and Matt, if you can make the left side a little bigger, that may be helpful initially Um, if you want to drag that window to be bigger here. Um, But you'll see the left side is teams for an end customer. So this is their Teams environment. It's a white labeled app. Um, and that that's a big deal, huge deal. The MSP has their logo, branding, colors, icons, all this stuff right inside the Teams app. Um, it's an app in Teams, right? So it's pinned on the side. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool to me, right? This is like if you have a fridge in your office. I still might drink the cold coffee on my desk but I'm less likely to, right? Like that water's close to me. And what I mean by that is the end user is not in the app in Teams all the time, Mm -hmm. even though it's in Teams. What's really cool is our bot and the bot is just like a normal user inside of Teams. So Matt, can you click over to where like you see like all the different, um, the chat side of it or even like the top left where you'd see all the different users? Yeah, there you go. So you can see Matt's a little lonely here, right? There's not a bunch of coworkers, (laughs) but in a a normal teams environment, you have all these channels, you have all these coworkers and this bot here on the left is just like another user, but that's you as the MSP. So now when you're responding with chats, you're talking to people, they're getting just like another chat like they would from anybody else. That is so dope. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's big to me. That's like, all right, the water's on the desk. Like there's literally nothing I can grab quicker than chatting yeah. with, with my MSP right here. So we'll go back. Sorry, Matt. I, I just, I love showing that piece. But uh, yeah, if you go back to the Teams app, you'll see here a um, couple of things to point out. This iframe on the left, where it shows like email, call us, training videos, that's fully customizable. So you can uh, put in links to onboarding forms, HR portals, cloud radio links, links to IT VoIP phone numbers, resources, whatever it is. Um, you can update that stuff dynamically. Now, this nice. window on the right here, that's what we call our messenger uh, app. So that's what shows up on your website. If you need to roll it out on someone's device, you can do that with your RMM and it's, it'll pop up. It's in Cloud Radial. Um, so this is kind of the home base. It's a better experience than that chat, uh, but they do have to choose to go to it. So you have both, which is nice. That
0: makes yeah, sense. I'm so here. Right? And I'm like normally, like I'm more engaged, but uh, you know, I'm sitting here and I was talking to some other people. It's been a minute since I've looked at your guys' platform, and I'm just sitting here like, oh, I wish I was an MSP today. This is so cool. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm fangirling here a little bit because I think this is so awesome. I um, but I love it. There's a there's a question there about Halo PSA integration, Halo and Hudu. Yeah. um everybody knows i'm a fan of Hudu. i've been a fan of Hudu for a very long time uh yeah. halo is amazing uh nothing gets the other psa's i i'm, I'm sure. a managed fan through and through but um halo is doing some awesome stuff so when's yeah. halo and Hudu coming out man
1: yeah so to actually mark who made that first comment mark with a c is our head of product on here so if you can find a way to get to him go beat up mark <laughs> you know, uh, get, building what you want but um yeah, so we do Autotask, ConnectWise, and BMS today. You do have to have a PSA integration to use Thread because we're mm-hmm. not a ticketing solution. Um, <laughs> I love the comment, Ray wishing he was still an MSP. Also, Ray, get out of MSP while you can. Yeah, well, you know, that's true.
0: <laughs> that's 100% accurate.
1: <laughs> All that to say, we are actively working on uh, the Halo stuff. You can see there's a bunch of videos there. Or Sorry, votes, not videos. Um, So it's really highly voted in our portal. Synchro is right behind that. Um, You know, I don't know if right behind means a month, six months, a year. We'll see. I don't want to speak too much for our product team. Um, But Halo is the next PSA integration we're building. We have a lot of people like asking slash begging us to do that. Um, So it's coming.
0: I don't know. Mark's sitting there saying, bring it. I, I think we can uh, get him to do a hard commit. Uh, Halo will be done by the end of this week. And...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wants Halo to be done by the end of the week. I don't think that's but, go very well.
0: <laughs> but you guys have a public feedback portal. That is something like I, I, that's one of my soapbox items. I sit there and like, it drives me nuts with vendors that don't have a public feedback portal to hold you accountable to feature requests and timelines and roadmaps. Yeah. Uh, so kudos on that. Um, definitely something that it's a big deal there you go mark says it's shipping tomorrow we're good <laughs>
1: all right perfect but no halo is definitely next now frankly i i will say like our documentation integrations are not quite as important as our other integrate as the psa integration it's actually nowhere near as important as the psa integration it's cool it's a nice to have like you by no means have to have our it glue which we do today or who do but it is cool. You can slash command, pull in a config. It's really helpful. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it.
0: Oh, there's my co-host, uh, Tony Francisco, my co-host on MSP Dispatch and all oh, around the yeah, uh, the best smile in the industry. He's asking API. Uh, Tim Tim, uh, for, Tim Golden's been saying this is the year of API for at least the last two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what, do you guys have an open API?
1: We don't have an open API today. Oh, yeah. That's also something that, that is on Mark's roadmap. Uh, but but we, we have a good bit of integrations, uh, even mm-hmm. despite that. So there's more coming. Uh, we're working with Roost and a, a bunch of other people right now on integration stuff.
0: Roost is cool stuff. We did a partner first with them a while back, uh, but Aaron, Tim, Adam, all really awesome yeah. people. Ashley Cooper, awesome people.
1: 100%. Um, all right, well, l- let's just show you how it works real quick. So. Matt, if you go over to this to the Messenger window, so you can see first off, there's a bunch of tickets populated already. So uh, back to that point, like any ticket that's open for this user, they'll see populate inside Teams or Slack, which is awesome. Um, say they have a new problem going on, they'll just click new chat and they'll send a message. Let's see what Matt says. So Matt will say something like, hi, Bobby, you sound really thirsty. So Matt wouldn't know that Bobby's gonna get this ticket, right? He can he can say that, it may go to me, it may not, but he sends that message. Um, it'll ask him uh, which device he's using because it sees that there's a bunch of devices tied to this user. So it's trying to tie that config right out of the gate from the PSA. So he'll select a device, that'll tie it. And then the first thing that happens here is the ticket's open. So nothing's happening without a ticket, even though I'm a pirate and we talked about death of the ticket, Tickets are being used for what they were meant to be used for, which is documentation, time entries, tracking. So it's all on the back end, but we're not communicating with tickets, right?
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Now, another thing that uh, you guys, as IT VoIP, I'm sure, uh, find is that end users care a lot about knowing what's happening, right? Solving things faster is great, but we actually find that they care more about just understanding that they're being helped and so that's why I, I
0: find that more common now um i want to say like 10 years ago uh 15 years ago geez i'm old uh, but like I, I remember working tickets and honestly the clients didn't care just get it done move on right like they, they were not interested at all in, in what was done now it's what happened why did this happen how can i prevent it in the future they're much more educated and more more interested in being educated
1: yeah um, for sure. And and I think like the first piece of that is just like, did you hear me? Are you helping me? Are you working on this? And then, yeah. you know, it goes from there. And so we find that that first touch of letting them know we're helping. The hard part of that is the better a tech, typically the worse they are at communicating and keeping someone yeah. up to date. So all that to say, with this status tracker you see on the left, we try to do the first piece of that automatically. So you click Uh, a button to assign that ticket right you can either do that in the PSA to assign the ticket to someone in your normal flows or you'll see an inbox here on the right side which just to set the stage inbox is our back-end tool right Um, there's a couple things going on here you'll see the left side's the navigation so my inbox is any tickets that are open and assigned to me channels are like views and manage or queues and auto task you can Uh, create those with our workflow engine so you can map your boards and queues exactly or you can get more granular Uh, but essentially when a ticket's assigned which you know if matt clicks accept here on this ticket as a technician that will assign the ticket to him it will tell the user that he was assigned you can see they got a message in teams right away they'll get a push notification they got a new chat and then they'll see that status bar on the left move along there and tell them Matt was assigned to the ticket. So so so
0: working on this, if I'm understanding correctly, they actually don't even need to go to their PSA if they don't want to. No, It's not a hard requirement.
1: Yeah, it's all going back to the PSA. Now, Inbox is purpose-built to manage chat-based tickets. All your tickets come in here. It's not going to be as good of an experience writing emails from Inbox. You're probably going to want to do that from the PSA, although you could. Um, But as far as seeing what's going on, responding to customers, changing statuses, like you can do slash commands to change the status and priority and all types of things. So it's it's pretty fun from that perspective. Um, now, another, another uh, few things happened here. One AI feature that we haven't talked about that we just released, uh, you can see here if you squint, I don't know the size of this for other people, my presenter view, it's pretty small, but um, you'll see in the middle that ticket was auto-prioritized. That's the biggest thing that's happening. Uh, from an AI perspective, when this ticket comes in, we have on our admin side of the house, you'll basically tell us what you consider different priorities. Um, It's really awesome. Like I was playing around with it. I wrote my, if the house is on fire, it's priority one. And then I I wrote the roof is burning and a ticket (laughs) you can see here. Um, And it said it as priority one. And it gave an explanation of why that deserves to be priority one.
0: So, let me ask you something about the AI side of things. Uh, and I get this may be actually um, possibly a, a more for a later conversation, but, sure. you know, one of the things, good friend of mine, Jason Slagle, one of the things he rallies about is a lot of times things get called AI and ML, and really it's just logic-based, if this, then for that, sure. if this, then that, right? Sure. Um, so what makes the AI integration, obviously, besides that you're using Azure Ops AI, but, you know, what makes it, what what where does this become AI? Where does it become magic versus just keyword matching?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, frankly, I think like ticket dispatch is gonna be table stakes a few years from now. Like I think it's like yeah. all of your vendors offer it, who you get it from type thing. Cause with AI, it's not that complicated. Now there's some ways that people are doing automated ticket stuff that's not AI to your point with scores, right? Like you can set a score to all these things and then it tells you which ticket you prioritize. And that's really cool, but that's not AI. What we're doing here is you tell us just in natural language, you can see on the left, what you consider different priorities. When the ticket comes in, it's processing through ChatGPT and our learning models. And then it tells you what category it fell into. It can even do things like, uh, if you look at priority two, it says if VPN access, um, if there's issues with it and they're not VIP, how do they know they're VIP? ChatGPT is going to the PSA and looking at their settings.
0: That's a big deal because, you know, one of my challenges with a lot of like the voice assistants, for example, um, you know, uh, you know, when I'm doing something at home, and I was actually just talking about this yesterday, when I'm doing something at home or in my office and I, you know, I have three or four things to get done. If I say, Hey, whatever, I have to remember the keywords to use. I have to remember the context to use it in. And then I have to wait for her to finish one so I can do the next. And I got to wait for that to do the next versus when I go to chat GPT it understands context it's aware of it knows how to infer uh it knows previous references so yeah. it's you can have a normal conversation i would never yep. say hey bobby this also bobby this also like i would never go you know what i mean that's not normal mm-hmm. conversation for sure hey chat gpt open ai like these things are really good at this stuff yeah um, which makes for better conversations
1: Yeah, and to the point, like you know, if you have a big scoring system and you're routing tickets and such that way, like we work into those systems because we're not assigning tickets here. We're telling you the priority, right? We may get to the point where we're doing that type of stuff, but here the ticket comes in, the priority's set, and then you can have workflows that do specific things with priority one tickets versus priority four tickets and who that goes to and boards, and that can flow into scoring systems. Uh, But it's just really powerful out of the gate, even if you did zero other automation for it. Matt, if you go back to the uh, the general inbox, like that technician just seeing, hey, this was set to priority three and here's why, like that's gonna help that technician. Now, another uh, piece that typically happens is we have workflows, which Matt was showing, which are more of the logic based, they are not AI. Like it's exactly what Jason's talking about. Like, you know, in the past people probably would have called workflow logic AI and it's not, but, it is still really cool. And Matt's showing a workflow here that's basically if a VIP customer opens a ticket, it sends an internal message to the technician telling them their VIP and the SOP around how to handle that. So you could do that with like, hey, we know this customer works from home on Wednesdays. Don't call their office on Wednesdays. And that's just a message that a technician gets when that team opens, te- opens tickets on Wednesdays. But that's not AI right there's a there's a difference on that stuff
0: oh uh, i sorry i of course i'm muted at least once right um that's okay my my words weren't all that helpful i was just <laughs> saying that's so cool um yeah. so yeah more yeah, so, more so, so, really here
1: <laughs> so just just so we don't get dinged for not like finishing a demo so that ticket's open yeah. that technician has it right they can respond back and forth um so they said you know bobby's really thirsty they can say you know, Matt's using a snippet here, so we have saved responses. So he's responding with like a triage queue to ask some questions. Big picture, you go back and forth, you're just chatting, it's really natural. Um, and then once you have that conversation, that's all automatically logged. You can do internal notes. So Matt and I could have a conversation back and forth inside of inbox. You could do that inside of the MSPs, Teams or Slack. Um, and then at the end of the day, you've helped that user You've solved the problems. Uh, so you can see Matt's doing an internal note here. And then you'll go write a time entry. And that's what you see in the top right with time pad. It's not much is going to happen because we didn't actually have much conversation. Um, but we'll give it a try. So Matt clicks copilot. It's going to read everything that happened here. And it's just going to write the time entry for you.
0: And uh, besides being cool right besides being like really awesome and besides the obvious time savings the thing that excites me about this is it is so easy in the context of a conversation especially one that goes over time to miss out on certain points when you're documenting a ticket um it's easy you know it's easy to miss something the client was stating in a conversation just in one-on-one you missed a point but also if we've been talking about a ticket for over a day right like you know it's very easy to forget, oh yeah, we did this thing and I, didn't, I needed to add this to the time entry so it could be useful for later. Uh, so having AI go back and look at the context of the entire conversation saying, these are the meaningful points. Uh, that there's, uh, I don't yeah. wanna say it adds validity to it, but it definitely adds substance to it without question. Yeah,
1: no, there's a lot to it. You know, it's standardized. So now your time entries are all the same. I talked to like service desk managers or different uh, people in different roles that their jobs to review all time entries when they're all different versions and different ways they're written are not happening. um, You know, it makes that job a lot harder, but yeah, from a time perspective, it's pretty easy math. Like if you're an MSP on here, think about how many tickets your team handles a day, like each user, say a technician handles 10 tickets on the low side. Say they spend three minutes per time entry on the low side, that's 30 minutes, right? A lot of times in reality, it's actually saving over an hour per tech per day. We have a partner, WBM. Shout out, really great partner of ours. They say that this spends them, saves them over 300 hours a month on the time entries. That is ridiculous. That's crazy. I believe
0: it 100. And and Tim's making a good point. If it's not documented, it does exist. I'm definitely in that camp. I don't allow my managers to, you know, I don't want to say criticize. I don't allow my managers to coax or coach or otherwise direct my staff to do anything that's not documented first. Employees follow documentation, staff or um, management yeah. enforces documentation. Uh, and if sure. it needs to be fixed, we have teams for that. Um, uh-huh. But like you said, the best techs are the ho- most horrible ones at documenting. I can say the same thing with salespeople, right? Like sure. the most rock star salespeople
1: never update their CRMs. It drives me bonkers. Yeah, um, and I think, I think what it gets back to is like, you know, there's this frame of thinking of like, okay, we need to get them to do all the things we need. Let's take a step back. Like, ideally, you don't make your techs do that. You don't make your salespeople do that. Like, how do you enable them to work the way that they are operate best? And then all this other stuff's happening. And I think that is what like gets me so amped up about these specific use cases. Is if your best tech doesn't have to spend an hour writing time entries, you just got like you know, almost a full-time employee back if that right. happens for a few different techs, and they're your best guys.
0: And, and Mark makes a brilliant and excellent point. It, AI is exceptional when it comes to procedural tasks like time entries where thoroughness and speed are essential, especially when there's plenty of context switching going on. Um, that swivel chairing thing, humans are not made to multitask as much as I would love to say I'm fantastic at multitasking. I really think I am, but also I believe my mom when she said I was special, uh, but you know, the truth of the matter is when you're going from one platform to the other, you know, doing the swivel chairing, you're going to lose something. You're going to lose a little bit. Um, know and that doesn't take away from like just we are real-time people we are we are more uh, keen on real-time chat so you know teams i love it for i love being able to communicate but it's also a hindrance in the sense that i'm working on one thing i start getting pinged on another you never want the quality of your tickets or your notes to suffer because of that so open ai or ai or whatever version of ai but ai is best at that because they don't get distracted. right? Like no. They have the entirety of the, the internet at their disposal.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, a concept that I'm, I'm sure you guys think a lot about is, uh, and Matt talks about it a lot, is that one of the leading indicators of customer experience is employee experience. And that's where right. I think like as vendors, we have so much opportunity to help MSPs give their employees a great experience when their tools are fun. And like when Matt closes his ticket out, you'll see a bunch of confetti and that, you know, it's a small thing, but it's pretty cool. Like if the tech enjoys it, that's going to bleed over to the customer.
0: Oh, for sure. We've all been to that, like, you know, mechanic, getting an oil change, you know, returning something at a store, whatever. And that employee is having a bad day. And that interaction is absolutely colored by that bad day. It doesn't matter if they're trying to be not trying to be mean to you, but they come across gruff or, you know, and it, kind of shapes your perception a little bit of the customer service and it's not their fault yeah. everybody's they have life experiences it is what it is not everybody wakes up super excited to go to work that day you know yeah. uh, but if you can brighten their mood a little bit with these stupid little things it is i'll make it akin to our whole music right we have shit this is recorded we have <laughs> we have super mario brothers night court uh sanford and son and some other stuff and we used to and I didn't do it on purpose I did it because I'm a nerd and I like you know I like what I like um yeah. but one of the cool little things side effects that happened was you know back when I was taking calls you know you put somebody on hold or somebody's on hold before they get transferred and it doesn't matter if they were mad and unfortunately being me I get the corporate escalations right I get the pissed off people um so you know they were mad but when I pick up the phone to t- start talking to them they they forget they were mad about whatever yeah they were just Talking about oh, I was listening to Nightcore and I remember watching this back in the eighties and so you know good. all this stuff and it switches the context of the conversation. So if that tech's having a bad day or even if they're whatever and they see that little confetti or the little whatever, right? Like that just makes them it brightens their day a little bit and it has a meaningful impact on the rest of their
1: performance. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hey, you know David made a good point here and it and it does bring up a point where we're you know, there is a bit of a challenge here today. of uh, You know, the way David said it is, if we're not ready to cover all clients, I don't want my text to have to split their time between interfaces for support. David, I'll make that problem even a little bigger for you, um, which probably, you know, not how maybe I should take this. But let's say, like, even if you are ready to handle all your clients, uh, Inbox is purpose-built for chat. It's not purpose-built for, for phone and email tickets. You can do those there. It is another window. You know, I, I know single pane of glass is, like, especially when i was at lion guard it's a big deal yeah no one's ever going to have single pane of glass it's it's just not going to happen as close as we can get to it is is great and it's better but sometimes it's worth it to open another window and i hate you know saying that but it's true and that's i think that's frankly just like to expedite things the best answer i can give you is like totally hear you tech splitting their time between interfaces but when you're able to provide this type of support. And it's a big reason that we've made Inbox so fun is that when texts go there, that's where they're doing the time entries automatically and all of these other things. It's worth it to do both. Now, there are more and more features we're building every single day that make us so you can do more things in Inbox and you don't have to context switch as much. Frankly, though, like the PSA is really important. You'll always have some things to do in the PSA. So happy to Uh, dive But
0: yeah, I see the question also about CSAT. Uh is that on your radar?
1: Is that something you guys are looking at? Yeah, there's a ton of opportunity. You know, we're the communication tool as far as like being in their environment. And so there's a, a hundred things. CSAT's a great example. Um, we're not building CSAT today. We definitely want to integrate with who and Smileback and all those types of tools, um, for sure.
0: I love it. And I and I know I realize we're running short on time, so I apologize everybody that's completely my fault uh, asking way too many questions no, i love so it david we
1: can write time entries on every ticket um and they are pretty consistent that may be confusing so let's grab some time david would love to talk more i love the way you're thinking about things
0: yeah um put it uh we'll put uh bobby's uh, link is in the chat uh simon reposted if you don't mind so it's not all the way up there um i wish we could i wish we had time to cover more uh maybe we're gonna have to do a part two or do a technical deficit to uh to whatchamacallit uh go over some of the stuff because it's so damn cool
1: hey, well, Rand, um, thanks for having us i know we're at time but this is you rock it's fun to be here
0: no absolutely any any last words you want to say before uh, simon gets to his upcoming events
1: yeah just you know if you if you're focused on customer experience then then let's talk
0: yeah absolutely uh reach out to these guys i mean uh, you know even coming on here and having it's what, four of you, <laughs> like between Mark in the chat, Matt in the background, John Kim, like between all of you, like that that shows a lot of dedication and passion for what it is. Um, go spend time with them. Go talk to these guys, very cool stuff. Um, one of the things we go over partner first, I don't always get to say these are tools I used myself, but I absolutely was a Chat Genie customer for a long time. Uh, love the platform, um, definitely cool people. So you definitely want to go talk to these guys, see what they're doing. Uh, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all the Thread staff that's all over yeah, the place today yeah. helping Thanks, us Ryan. out Thanks all hands on deck. you,
1: from your team. Simon, appreciate all the help getting this going. Thanks. Uh, Simon, tell us what's coming up, dude.
0: Yeah, so we have several events uh, coming up. And then we have one that just happened at 10 a.m. today. So in case you missed it, uh, check out the latest episode of AI Roundup, the great AI arms race. Uh, can we survive the onslaught? Uh, we're, we're also going to be doing the tech bar podcast episode 58 next thursday at 6 30 p.m eastern and then remember to catch up with the latest industry news on tuesdays and fridays at 10 a.m eastern with msp dispatch presented by tony francisco and ray orsini there you go ladies and gentlemen that's all she wrote for partner first i appreciate each and every one of you uh, i wish we had needs more night court implementation in my in my well, opinion right. i agree um you know, but I appreciate every one of you. Thanks again to the thread team. Thanks to you guys in the chat. Uh, if you missed any part of this, it's recorded. Uh, go, you can see it right away after this. Um, but uh, till next time, take care of yourselves and each other.